everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure and honor to welcome my guest, Kelvin Soon. Hey, Kelvin, how are you? Hi, Blair. I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys, um, so I just have to tell you a little backstory. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, no. It'll be good. It'll be great. Um, so Kelvin... And I actually met in high school. Um, it has been so many years. I'm not going to say how many, but a lot of years. And we reconnected recently um, so randomly at my friend's wedding um, because he was working. And um, I'm not going to tell you what he does yet, though. Um, but, <laughs> but um, oh, my gosh, the opa is it's going to, like make you laugh I think I hope I hope but so there was a bunch of other people that went to high school with us that were at this wedding and everyone was like oh my gosh did you see Kelvin and I'm like yeah like isn't it great that he's here it's like so cool and so random and and then uh, one person was like Man, he's just as cool as he was in high school. <laughs> what the? And then I'm like, no. yeah. And then this person was talking to David and was like, no, you don't understand. Like, everyone wanted to be Kelvin. And I and he, my husband looked at me and was like, is that true? And I'm like, yes. Like, everyone wanted no. to be <laughs> No way. Especially all the Korean people. Um, so as you guys know, I'm going to let Kelvin talk in a second. Sorry, I'm like ranting. But I'm just so excited to have you on, to be honest. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm I'm pretty excited. I was really excited when I saw you guys. I honestly um didn't even recognize uh Jonathan because he looks so different. Yeah, he looks so different. So he's like, oh, remember me, young? But then I was like looking at him, and I was like, uh, kind of look familiar. But then I mean, it was really good to reconnect with everybody and like yeah. see that everybody's yeah. you know like has families and you know just happy or just you know it was, it was really cool. No, for real though, Jonathan looks so much different than he did in high school. I keep telling him that too. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy, but it's good to um, see that racing good. But yeah, so I, uh, um, I feel like this interview could be a little bit different for me because I've never had anyone on that I knew in high school. And mm. as you knew, as as you know, and I tell my audience all the time, I grew up a little bit differently. I feel like um, I come from a household where we speak only English usually and uh, not only that I grew up in a affluent white neighborhood which is the same area you grew up in um, so things were a little bit different you and I were part of just a small group of Asian Americans and uh, we all stuck together and hung out together At the library um, yeah um but kelvin is here to tell me about his journey a little bit but yeah i will shut up now and kelvin what is it that you do um so i actually have uh so i didn't know if i was supposed to d d dive into my other because a lot of people uh in my industry and a lot of my friends right now um they actually don't know that i actually have a corporate job as well but um so I, I guess I'll explain both. Uh, I have two full-time jobs. One is uh, I'm a data uh, business analyst for a logistics company. Um, my job, I'm basically um, do cross-functional projects with uh, commercial and product teams. Um, so basically, I'm technically part of sales, but I just do more as like the data, uh, data analytical work. Um, that job's remote, so I've been working at home for that. Um, and it's very project-based, so it's, I'm always on my own timeline. Uh, my other full-time job, um, so I'm a full-time uh, DJ. 
Uh, I DJ at clubs. Or I started out at clubs, raves, bars, lounges, and then I've kind of moved uh, into like the corporate events, weddings, um, conventions, private events, you name it. Um, basically, yeah, just an open format DJ um, as another full-time job. Okay, you say that like so nonchalantly, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, well, I, I'd love to talk about your corporate stuff, like the corporate job too. Um, but I, I originally, I think I asked you on because I am really interested in the DJ journey for you. Right. Um, <clears throat> you guys, like he's actually a really good DJ. I don't, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know much. I don't know much, but from what I experienced in one event, um, both my husband and I walked away with like, oh, he was like so good. And I think part of it for me was just watching you do it. To be honest, I feel like you really enjoy DJing. Do you? Um, yeah, no, actually, uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know how, how specific I should get into it, but, um, get specific. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's definitely something I enjoy doing just because, uh, not just because it's like a freelance job. Um, I mean, music is such a, a big field. Uh, there's so many different types of music. There's so many different types of arts and crafts that come with music. It's, you know, a universal language for, you know, it doesn't matter what race, ethnicity you are, like music, mm -hmm. you know, is just a universal language. And um, when it comes to DJing and mixing, I just feel like, you know, you can blend all these different, uh, you know, different types of music together and make it sound, you know, harm, you know, like, uh, I don't know, just make it sound really unique and cool. And I just like, um, I guess it's just like doing that. And it's just become something that uh, I've grown a big, or found a big passion for. So, I mean, yeah. it's basically limitless with music, I feel like. Oh, limitless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. No, it, it is. I think it is. Um, I like don't really listen to that much music to be honest um but i know that it does speak to people in different ways and i think um now that i'm a mom too i think of music a little bit differently for my own kids but all that to say um yeah i mean i have a lot of questions about djing because it's such a uh area where I know I'm so ignorant. I know nothing about, but I would imagine people, there are many people today that young people today that have interest in doing it. Um, my, okay. So, okay. The, okay. If you don't want to answer this, it's fine. But, no, but does your corporate job like allow you to DJ or is it like go hand in hand or it's your choice? Can you be a full-time DJ without doing the corporate job and survive? Um, so that's a, a tough question. Um, a lot of people, yeah, basically only like a, a few people in my department know that I actually DJ. Um, a lot of times, even though it is a project-based job and I work remote, um, especially recently, a lot of things have started overlapping mm. uh, and I've kind of started uh, getting slacking off at my corporate job. Um, but it is something, I don't know what the last question was. If, 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 uh, if I could do DJing without my corporate job, um, definitely I could, um, it's just, 
at this point, um, it's kind of like, wh why not if, it, if I have my own time to do it? But uh, definitely, it's, it's definitely hard to keep up with both because I can't really put 100% into either. Mm. So I'm at a point where um, I'm actually going to go all in with the music um, thing. Not DJing per se, but just more of like, you know, um, production or like a event um, planning and stuff like that. Ooh, so, something in the music music field, yeah. Okay, that's exciting. But but technically, like you could uh, survive off of the money you make as a just a DJ right now. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into specifics, but um, I I make more than I do in my corporate job from DJing. So. Oh, you do. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to act so shocked, but like. yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people say like you know they you know they think of uh, like uh, anything that has to do in the entertainment business, especially for local. Um, I mean, there's always you know big opportunities, and there's a lot of money involved in the industry mm -hmm. um, that people don't really know about. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the, if you put in the work, uh, definitely make a lot more than corporate jobs. Okay, so like, okay, I I need you, if you could be a little bit transparent, not with the money, but like, obviously, because you have the skill, right? Uh, yeah. So that's another thing. Um, I mean, if you want to compare it, kind of like, because uh, I was thinking, like, if you compare it with like a corporate job, you know, um, you know, to get into a, a big company, you have to, you know, graduate, go to high, graduate high school, and then go to college, maybe even get a master's, and that's basically you're investing your time and your money into um, something so that you can get a good, nice job. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with DJing. Like the first uh, few years I did it, I definitely couldn't live off of it. Mm -hmm. um, for the first couple of years, I was actually doing gigs for like for free or for exposure, um, you know, spending my own money and time to go out, meet people, network. So, I mean, I guess it's, kind of similar to going to school I guess in a way um it's just harder because you don't have like the, the the guideline for school they tell you you know you need to study this or you need to be on class at this time or you need to do a project you know by this time but then with uh with freelancing it's more like you kind of learn as you experience things so mm. um yeah okay so then what does a okay minus the corporate day job what does the like a typical day for you to like set up for a DJing job look like? Um, so with, with, uh, with the whole DJing gig, um, you know, I don't have right now, like I don't have, uh, I'm not a touring DJ or like a commercial DJ. So I don't have a manager or like an agent. Um, and usually weekdays are days when I'm not, don't have too many bookings. So like weekdays, like I usually spend those, days um organizing and planning and then what i mean by that is uh, you know bookings i have residencies at you know several venues uh bookings come in um a month or two in advance i have to get all those organized uh if i have like a wedding on the weekend and also have a gig at night then i have to plan for the wedding and make sure that everything you know is all prepared for the wedding so basically during the weeks the weekdays it's mostly just like preparing practicing and then on the weekends or starting from Thursdays, usually when uh, it's more like it's uh, gig time. So it's like half of the week I'll spend organizing and preparing. And then the other half is more like actually DJing. So. Okay, but you said practicing. <laughs> what does that mean? 
Um, <laughs> practice. I don't really like practice. Uh, I guess you know, music's always changing. There's always like new, new, you know, new trends. Like right. um, as of lately, as of late, it's like reggaeton and K-pop. But if you, if I go to the club and want to, you know, keep up to date, I'll, I'll have to play, you know, what's hot right now. Right. Um, but then I'll also try to add like my own flavor or color to it. So that's when the whole mixing thing comes in. Like I'll mix Blackpink um, with, um, you know, like uh, bass music or house music or whatever music that kind of has the same keys or that has the same chord progressions or stuff like that. And then I'll work on that kind of stuff at home. And then so like when I'm at the club, that I can kind of execute it and be confident in executing it. And then people are like, oh, that was actually a cool, cool mashup that you did. And then that's kind of how you, how you kind of gain your own, I guess, unique color in a sense. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So always keeping up with, um, you know, that's why I went to Coachella too, just to keep, just to keep up with, um, you know, what's hot and mm. just uh, stay, stay on top of the whole music. Okay. But like, how do you do that? How do you stay on top of things? <laughs> um... Just uh, almost stay, stay. Into, I mean, I love listening to music. So like, you know, if Bad Bunny has like another album that comes out. Then I'll check it out and see like what he did different. Um, there's so many uh, different, like even with just Latin music, you know, people right now know the reggaeton, you know, but then there's also like, you know, bachata or like salsa or like dembo or like all these different types of music. But then once you start diving in, it's like a rabbit hole. It's just, it's like interesting. I just want to keep learning more and more and then, you know, I become a fan, then I just start keeping up with, you know, artists and just the uh, music that they release. And then, I don't know, just kind of like stay up to date with things. That's crazy. There's just so much, you know, I just feel like that's so overwhelming for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot. But then, you know, like, like I said, if you have passion for something, it doesn't seem like a lot. So like at my corporate job, someone's like, oh, do this project. And like, honestly, I could probably do it in like five hours. It'll take me like, two weeks just because I'll procrastinate I really don't want to do it right but then you give me something that has to do with music and you're like oh this is doing like two weeks I'll probably do it like in 30 minutes right it's just right. like yeah because I have so much you know interest and passion for it that's so. awesome um, okay <laughs> so like what do you think makes a good DJ <laughs> um a good DJ uh what makes a good DJ so there's a difference between like a DJ the DJ um open format that I do and also like there's a you know the product or producer DJ, which, you know, they produce their own music. Um, I think it's all about having like, you know, showing your own color because a lot of the times when I go to weddings, uh, I mean, and the reason why I think I'm getting a lot more wedding bookings is because the weddings that I go to, a lot of DJs, you know, don't get me wrong, they're good, they're good at the craft, but they all sound the same. This is kind of like yes. Spotify player, track after track. But um, I think... What makes a good DJ is um, being able to have your own color or mm. adding, you know, flavor to the mix, I guess, if that's like makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. So yeah. just like being able to take your style, but make it like just make the DJing your own, right? Like unique to whatever it is that you're doing. Right. Would you that, say like what's your what's your stage name? Kinetic. Oh, Kinetic. Yeah. So like, do you feel like people know your style? Uh, actually, you know, I I thought like um I didn't really think of that until uh my some people recently told me that I have a really uh, ADHD style of DJing. Oh my gosh! You know what? That makes so much sense. To me. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was like, oh, that actually does make sense. But then they're like, yeah, it's really unique. It, it keeps everybody like alert. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. So like, um, I don't, okay. I don't think you're ADHD. I just think in high school, I do feel like you were very like energetic mm-hmm. all the time. And so like, that's right. what I was telling David. I was like, you know, Oppo is so energetic in high school. Like this makes so much sense to me that he's like this great DJ. <laughs> and then, um. But it's funny that that people say that's your style. Because even, even like, right, the, like, one night that I heard you, it was, like, everyone was just nonstop dancing, right? Like, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, how are they? But then I knew it was because of you. But anyways, um, okay, that's interesting. So I'm really curious to know, like, how did all of this start? Um Cause you know, like when I was in high school and you graduated, like for me, like, um, yes, you were energetic. Yes. You were the cool guy. Um, but also you were very smart and you were in all the AP classes. Um, I knew I was like, oh yeah, for sure. Like Opa's going to go to tech and he's going to do great. Um, and you did go to tech, right? You get into Georgia tech. Yeah, I did. Um, Sorry, what was what? Well, I forgot what the question was. You were Sorry, I, it was me. Uh, the question was, how did you get like what? Why did you start DJing? How did you even get into that? Um. So. Uh, um. So yeah, I was always into music. I don't know if uh, remember I was in like a, a garage band. No, in high I totally remember. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was in a garage band in high school, and then uh, once I got to college. Um, I, just, I guess uh, I, I started partying too much. Um, started partying too much and I moved to Korea. And then over at Korea, I, I tried to do music over there. Um, and then actually when I moved back to the States, um, that's when the whole like electronic music thing was kind of blowing up. Mm-hmm. And then I went to my first festival and I saw um, the DJs that were performing. I saw what they were doing. I was like, hey, that's really cool. They just mixed like two different genres of music together. And it sounded mm. amazing. I was like, I want to do that. And then just came home, bought a controller. And then music's always kind of come easy to me. Um, yeah. I learned You're, a lot of instruments. You were a drummer too, right? Uh, yes. I played violin, drums, bass, guitar. And then I learned piano by ear. Um, but crazy. yeah, so the, the whole mixing thing uh, came kind of easy to me that's how I guess it all kind of started and then um it was just kind of like a hobby at first and then um I don't know like nine years later here I am (laughs) (laughs) boom 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 (laughs) (laughs) um so like okay but you got started at home and you bought yourself a controller um but from there like in teaching yourself I know I know it came naturally to you but what did you like look stuff up or you googled it or you had a friend or what um yeah there was a lot of uh youtubing um especially when it comes to like the programs that you have to use like the mixing aspect is not like you know it just takes practice but then like all the technical stuff I did a lot of youtube um experience um going out to gigs watching other people how they do it and then when I did uh shows as for exposure like I messed up a lot but then thankfully like the the first couple of gigs that I was doing like nobody nobody came because you know I'm DJing for free and it's not they're just trying to have like music in the background so I'd be just DJing for like you know bartenders or staff but then um I feel like with with music it's uh you have to kind of experience it to Mm. I guess get more comfortable 
and learn things as you kind of go, I guess. Because there's nobody like really teaching you because, you know, if you go to school, you know, they teach you stuff. But then with music, it's kind of like. So there is no like DJ school? I think there is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just I don't I didn't really look into. No, I but really... I mean, I guess like why would you go if you already know what you're doing? But also like. I, I would imagine in comparison to like, you know, having a corporate job, like me and David talk about this all the time. Like if we, cause you know, I don't, I didn't retain anything from college. Mm-mm. And so like, and he says the same thing, like, and he's a structural engineer, you know, but he's like, if I had just worked and then gone back to school, like then maybe I would have retained information because I knew what I needed to know. You know what I mean? And so um, I feel like, you know, what you're saying is like it's experience that you gain. And then, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, um, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. You know, um, you know what's really crazy that you said is, um, so I, I mean, I know we're supposed to talk about the whole DJ thing. But even with the the, uh, the school, you know, how I took time off. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. You know, I said I dropped out, went to Korea. And then when I came back, like that's exactly how I felt because – like I was working and then I was like okay like this is the stuff that like I need to know in order to get this job and so actually when I actually went back to school yeah like it took me so many tries when I first uh went to college and I just kept failing but then um, after I had the experience and then went back to school I finished like you know in a year so it was like it's pretty it's funny that you just said that because yeah. it, makes, it makes a lot of sense experience does make a lot of and knowledge make a lot of difference. Right. Yeah. It makes so much sense to me yeah. too. I'm like, again, I think about my own kids and parts of me, there's old school Blair that's like, <laughs> you know, they're going to college, like no doubts about it. But David's like, why? Like, why? Like, you know, like these days, it's like, I mean, if they find what they love, right? No, no. why do they need to go? And I'm like, okay, let's just cross that bridge when we get there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, but I get what you're saying. And that makes a lot of sense to me too. But um okay so and then after you like so your small gigs and your small like kind of like uh pro bono work Mm -hmm. was there a like a turning point for you um I think the turning point was once uh I mean you know because I'm still at the end of the day I'm like a local club DJ but then Mm -hmm. I think once I got into my first residency um at a club uh, it used to be called, right now it's called Domain. It used to be, or it used to be called Club Opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once I got my foot in there, um, I guess I was just more just uh, exposed to a lot more eyes. Um, so I started getting more gigs in the city, uh, other clubs. Um, eventually I got, you know, bookings to, I don't know if you know, Imagine Festival. Um, no, but um, that sounds Yeah, great. it's like an EDM festival in, in <laughs> Georgia. So I, I got to play there and then, you know, I got to tour uh south america is this like uh, it was you got like to a tour t- south america yeah for, uh, that's cool yeah. and then <laughs> like, you know like they pay for you to do that mm-hmm. yep oh i, I only i only did uh four cities um it was like peru colombia uh yeah four stops two cities in peru and two cities in colombia but Amazing. i got to go yeah just like uh compounding i think once the ball starts rolling it's just uh it's just like a compound snowball effect and then you just kind of get the hang of like being able to network and you know it's kind of sad but at the end of the day like you know it, it, the music industry is also you know a lot a big part of it is like who you know and mm-hmm. once you get your foot out there and then start like 
doing gigs and you start meeting different types of people and then just kind of right so you need those like soft skills too not just the skill like the technical right i mean this is like a musical genius there's like a lot of djs and producers that you know like like zed or like you know uh, mm-hmm. avici that you know they just made a song just put it on the internet just went viral like right. there's def- off- obviously you could definitely do that too but i'm just not that talented so. no I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding um but uh what was i gonna say sorry if i could backtrack just a mm-hmm. little bit just um when you said residency i'm just assuming that means you're like they're in-house dj is that what that means uh yeah in-house um yeah mm-hmm. okay basically okay and then um do you like is that who you know or you like try out or what like what do you do that's a really good question um so yeah yeah basically like for uh, a havana nightclub i i i got a chance to dj there once and then they were like oh really really like you and then can we have you back like uh next month or like two months later and then i played again and then they're like okay can you come in and then so i went and had a talk with the owner and they're like hey like um would you like to just start djing like here and i was like yeah of course and mm-hmm. then i guess that's kind of kind of how it started um i don't know if you know where glam uh, it's like a yeah i know glam korean spot yeah so i went there my friend uh my tongs or yeah, my friend actually hooked me up with a gig there one time and i went and played and then the owner just hit me up and was like hey would you would you like to you know spin here once once a week and i was like mm, yeah sure and so I'm just, that's great okay yeah. so it really is like kind of just getting yourself mm-hmm. out there Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then right. if you have the skills to back it then you're good to go <laughs> right right yeah I, I mean i i know i don't like there's a lot of people that you know go get a chance and then you know either they they get too drunk or they mess up or they're just not what the club wants there's I a lot see. of those cases okay um uh so like when you're okay i asked you this before we started recording um but there's a reason i'm going to ask it again so like you mentioned like you don't really do like mentorships or anything like that, but you you've been open to it in the past. Um, but like in a mentorship relationship, what is it that you're like teaching the other person? Um, so, so basically, I, I kind of explained this to my first mentee. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, so it took me nine years to learn everything that I know about music, the fundamentals of DJing, mixing, networking, you know, the the business behind it, the techniques that I've learned, shortcuts, you know, all this stuff or information or like knowledge on the programs that we use. Mm -hmm. So basically, I'm just basically taking that nine years and just cramming it into their head Mm -hmm. um, in a a short period of time. Um, So basically, it's just like getting nine years of knowledge within a short period of time. Yeah, so it's kind of like almost if you want to um, compare it to something, it's kind of like a boot camp. Yeah. Um, but I was really hesitant at first because you know, that's basically he's just basically taking my word for for the mentorship. But then I see what you're saying. Yeah, but then um, so I mentored him for like three months, and then um, he's actually playing at clubs now, and. Yeah, it's crazy. And then the uh, a lot of people are like, oh, how long have you been DJing for? And he's like, oh, three months. And they're like, what? Because like, it took me like four years to get into the club right, that, that right. he's DJing at. But then, so I'm like, that kind of made me feel a lot better about yeah. doing the mentorship because I was That's kind of hesitant. Great. I was like, what if he like, you know, if I fail him or something? No, so. you totally know what you're doing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Like, okay. So like, what is one of the, the i don't know 
um, I don't know how to ask this. Like, what is one of the most important things you've learned about DJing? <laughs> uh, most important. Like in thing. nine years, in nine years, like, I guess there's different parts, right? Like the technical aspect, the social aspect. Yeah. Like, um. The most important thing about DJing. Uh, I think, I mean, this sounds kind of cheesy, but I think everything just, um, stems from, from your, your, uh, love and passion for, for it. Cause like I said, I, you know, I love music and so, you know, DJing, everything that has to, to do with, uh, DJing is basically all, everything that has to do with music. Mm. So I'm just uh, inclined to, I guess, like keep up and just try new things out. But then if you don't have the passion, if things start becoming like a chore, Mm-hmm. then that's when I think uh, things start kind of falling apart and honestly like for me you know I have lost motivation um, along the road just because of the politics that are involved and like the business uh, mm-hmm. aspect that comes or business side that comes with DJing mm-hmm. um, but then you know that's why I you know go to festivals sometimes and just you know get more inspiration to yeah. keep that fire going makes stuff. sense mm-hmm. makes sense okay so I mean I was going to ask you what do you hate the most about your job but it kind of sounds like you already said it um yeah so uh, one thing that i hate uh is probably the politics that are involved Mm. um i don't i wouldn't really say that like uh i don't there's nothing really that i dislike um but just like with any other industry um there's always going to be politics involved and certain rules that you have to follow um, there's certain clubs that I play at where they don't allow any hip hop or EDM. So I'll, you know, end up playing top 40 and reggaeton, um, the whole night. And then that's like a five hour gig. So sometimes I kind of get like, uh, I don't want to say bored, but then I wish I had just more flexibility on what I could, what I can do with, um, my craft. Oh, interesting. And that's just because that's the vibe of the club. Yeah. And then they just say like, if it went certain when certain songs are played, it gets too rowdy and then you know, people get too too hyped. So. Oh, interesting. Never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I'm just like, oh, I don't think it's really the, like the, the song, but then, uh, you know, I, that's what the club owners say. So, like politics and you have to, sometimes there's rules that you have to follow. So, that's like one thing I dislike. I see. Um, yeah. And then, um, what do you like the most? Um, the most, what I like the most is, uh, so basically, I mean, I don't want to give like, I feel like I've given really cliche answers. Um, no, they're not cliche. I like it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I like, cause I always compare it to my corporate job, um, just because mm-hmm. I have both. Um, but what I like, cause you know, with corporate jobs, people are always, oh my God, it's Monday. I don't want to go to work <laughs> or like, you know, like, uh, you know, Sunday comes along and they're like, oh, last day of the weekend or like, oh, you know, I have to ask my boss for time off or, you know, all this stuff. But then when it comes to DJing, like, uh, like for an example, like, like I'll have a gig Thursday night and then wake up Friday and then like set up, go to wedding rehearsal and have another gig Friday night, wake up on Saturday morning, go to a wedding, set it up, go to a reception. Then at 12 o'clock, go to a club. And then Sunday, wake up and have another gig. So basically I've gone. So the longest I've gone is like um, almost 72 hours, just like straight gigs with like hour and a half in between. But the thing is like, if I had to do that at my corporate job, like I would either, you know, uh, do something really bad to myself or I just right. put on the, put on the spot. But then the 72 hours that I worked, like that seems like, like I love doing it. 
and it's crazy because oh my gosh you need to like sleep like oh my how do you do that but then like I love like like I genuinely love like doing all that so like I guess that's I I like the fact that I like what I do oh my gosh like okay this is now I'm gonna sound cheesy I'm so happy for you (laughs) oh yeah no 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 I mean it's a cheese it's a cheesy answer but then like at the like I finally realized what people mean like you know always do what you love because like you know the amount that you put of work that you put into it you're just gonna get the same output you know yeah like yeah um that's so great I mean yeah I was gonna ask you that too like so like it sounds like you work a lot at night do you sleep and it's I mean sounds like you don't but you're happy Uh, anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah I probably shaved off a couple years of my life oh uh, (laughs) lord um okay well um I'm trying to I usually try to keep it to an hour. Let me see what time it is. Okay. We're rounding out our time together. But, um, you know, equipment-wise, like, mm-hmm. um, how does that work? Like, so do you have to travel with your equipment? Did you already answer this? I can't remember. No, but. no, no. Um, so most venues, like most professional like club venues, um, they all have uh, in-house, like, professional gear. Okay. Um. I've never had to bring anything uh, of my own equipment unless it was like a private gig or a wedding that in which they needed equipment. But any like event that they just need a DJ, they always had in-house equipment. Okay. So, um, so you don't have to worry about that. You yeah, yeah. bring yourself. Mm-hmm. Just bring myself and uh, yeah, <laughs> and, nice. and my music. Okay. So like this is going to sound so lame. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no, so no. like my my kids watch a show called Paw Patrol, and there's this is it like these dogs, these uh-huh. animated dogs that like save the city with their different like powers. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh-huh. But like there's one dog on the show, and he he like you know is a DJ, but oh, he wow. like spins records like you know like mm-hmm. scratches and mm-hmm. stuff and then so my kids saw this right and I didn't know they they told me later but then we went not not Minji and Tim's wedding but a different wedding the fo- like two weekends later they kept asking me is there gonna be a DJ here at the what wedding the? and I'm like That's how crazy. do you know what a DJ, DJ is? is like what do you mean and so they're like yeah like in Paw Patrol like Rubble's a DJ <laughs> and I'm like oh okay cool like like are they gonna bring like their cds and like not cds Uh, but they said discs or something and i was like i i don't think they do that anymore so like they don't you don't scratch and stuff right oh no no yeah no there's uh you definitely can it's just everything's like on the uh so those what those are is like uh turntables and you have vinyl discs like the old school vinyl discs that you put on top of the turntables dating me i'm so (laughs) no 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 honestly like uh, there's a lot of djs that still do that because you know that's the og like the original way of djing is like to actually have like the discs on the turntables and then manually scratch um nowadays like they have like controllers which basically is the same thing except you know the 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 jog wheels or the turntables are all analog so it's like a wheel but then it's not actual plate but okay okay yeah but then um that's the original like uh i guess form of djing i see i see so like oh and then so like you know when you 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 in particular like you transition from song to song Mm -hmm. right like but you know what you're playing right like you know what's coming next uh yes okay um so (laughs) i so 
uh, for an example, like at the wedding, um, so I, I think I was given a couple of songs uh, or weddings, I, I'm given like genres, um, but then usually what I do is like I'll play a song, a couple songs, and then if uh, the vibe fits, then I'll continue with that same genre, but then I'll usually think like three, two to three songs ahead. So I'll already know like which songs I want to go into. So like you have an index of songs in your head? Um, no, I have an index. <laughs> no, you, no, the DJs would have to be geniuses then. Um, uh, no, I have like a. Uh, so there's basically in on your on your uh, DJ uh, program. There's there's things called crates where you can categorize and organize your 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 files in certain different folders. Okay. Um. So you can do that by like key or by genre or by BPM, which is like beats per minute, because you can't mix oh. a song that's like super slow and then a song that's super fast. You can't mix them together. So yeah. um, you have to stay within like the same, you know, either key, progression, uh, beats per minute, or just like a genre. Um, but then because I've been doing so many gigs, like sometimes like I'll have like routines in my head, like, oh, um, like for an example, uh, you know, I'll play Hotel by uh, LM. FAO and then I'll go into like you know get low by Florida and then party rock anthem and then like shots by LMFO again like kind of like you kind of get like a flow in your head like of what you want to what you want to play for the people like what depending on what they like oh that makes a lot of sense that's really fascinating so like oh man it really like you're just a music producer then um not not necessarily a producer I mean no but like to to be able to put those things together and make it flow is not something that I could do is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean a lot yeah, a lot of people think like um because like whenever they're like, you know, uh, a lot of people are just like, hey, he's just a DJ, just go up there and play play. But then honestly, like I read something on or I saw something on Instagram that made um, a lot of sense. It's uh basically it, um if you wanted to compare it to something, it's basically playing Tetris. He said it's basically playing Tetris on level 10 for three hours straight because the whole time you're thinking like oh is this gonna is g minor gonna go with uh you know f major or can i go uh down a couple of beats per minute to match this song and if i do that am i gonna have to do a cut or am i gonna have to do the fast break or am i gonna have to use like a an effect to overlap the what i'm doing there's a lot of things that come into play but then people don't know this this kind of stuff there's like oh you just play one song and play another song but it's not really, it's really technical. There's a lot of things that go into DJing. No, I believe it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like you have to, honestly, you have to be really smart to do that. No, I don't think it's that smart. I mean, like, you know, people, you, like I said, if you, if you have passion for it, I feel like you could, people pick up. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So, I mean, if you want to be a DJ, you do have to love music then. Oh yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Just making <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> um, what I tell people is like, cause you know, there's a lot of people that love music and they're really good at music, but then they're like super shy about it. You know, there's like, mm. I know, um, I know, uh, I have a tongue saying she's like, she's really good at singing. She like knows all of her music. Um, but she's so shy and like, she doesn't want to, she's like very uh, introverted. Um, but then like, you know, I feel like DJing is like another form of expressing, uh, yourself as an artist because i mean you don't you're not really going up there and like performing for people where you have to like i guess like sing to them or anything yeah you're just basically kind of technically you're just playing music for them so at the end of the day people are right yeah you are playing music for them but it's like another way to express no yeah yeah yourself, i get it so. i get it yeah. are there a lot of asian american de- like um 
lately i feel like there's a dj boom everybody wants to become a dj uh but in atlanta and the scene uh right now before this the whole dj boom happened um i think there's like korean americans like just uh, maybe like two that are okay. in the city and like four overall that are just uh in atlanta or in the scene in atlanta overall. i see okay uh, not not that many um, are there a lot of females in the DJ industry? No. So that's another thing. The one I actually have a mentee um, in my next the one that's starting May. She's a female. And I thought that was really cool because there's not a lot of females, mm. especially in the um, the local scene. There's not many female DJs, but. Why do you think that is? Is it, do you think like the, yeah. What do you ever. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I've never really thought about it. Um uh-huh. And I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that made me like. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you shouldn't. Uh, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, I know there's like a lot of a talented. You know, I mean, like the the Tongsan I was telling you about. She's super talented. Yeah. Um, and I was like, dude, you should like, you know, if you're too shy, just why don't you just like mix sometime? And yeah. She'd always joke around about it, but then I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just uh like the they don't like being in front of large crowds of people oh maybe but then it kind of feels like too like the high energy that's needed yeah right and then like the stamina that comes with it like you have to in it's like you have to do a long endurance kind of thing right yeah so that's that's glad that you actually glad you brought that up because um yeah uh i know some people that are really good at mixing and they're like you know sometimes when i watch them like oh my gosh like how's he doing that but then they'll literally just get up there and they'll just look at the control like this just be like this the whole time Mm. so you know people get you know that are there they they feed off of the energy that the the dj gives out right right. so if you don't if you're not showing any uh, showmanship you're just like sitting up there like a zombie then eventually people are you know going to get bored so maybe that is something that like i guess I don't want to say I don't want to say this again, but like you know, guys are more hyper. No, no, no. But but I mean, like <clears throat> as a woman myself, like I I would imagine it would be difficult to be able to like give off this energy like for five hours on top of like yeah yeah it's and then you're thinking about other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's but, a, yeah yeah man, that's so crazy. And then like I mean, um, I'm okay. I don't know whether to feel feel. No, it's, I don't feel embarrassed, but, uh, yeah, so I, I've never actually, I think I've been to a club once, but, um, I, so is the DJ kind of like center stage? Um, so the, the, the clubs that I play at, you know, it's really weird because I think back in the day it wasn't, and I don't know when it started. um, Right. I feel like it wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) Everybody was just in their own groups or at own tables. And the DJ was kind of just like in the background somewhere playing music. Yeah. And now every club that I play, yeah, the DJ is always like in the center. And then everybody's always facing the DJ for some reason. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know when that started happening. But then, um, yeah, uh, I did realize that too, that a lot of clubs uh, are set up that way. And then even if, if it's like not an EDM club and it's just uh-huh. like an open format where you just go and dance with people, uh-huh. somehow people always end up facing the DJ and like, I don't know. It's weird. That's so that, yeah. What's your favorite like not I don't want to say venue because I don't want to, you know, like put you to, put you on the spot, but like type of DJing. Like um 
I just like, uh, like I said, there's some, some venues that have like restrictions, but then, um, you know, people would all like, all think like, you know, I like playing at like the biggest clubs with the best production and stuff like that. But honestly, like, I have the most fun DJing at like glam just because, oh. just because, um, the vibe, um, you know, I play a lot of like K-pop, I play EDM, I play hip hop, regular, I like everything. Um, and you know, the people that come there, uh, you know, they're always a vibe. There's a, a young group of people, but then mm. um, the energy there is always unmatched. Like they just like, you know, they feed off the energy from the DJ or the music, but then the DJ also feeds off of, you know, the people's energy. So it's basically sure. like just one-upping each other the whole time and it just becomes a <laughs> crazy party. Yeah. So, you know, I like uh, the vibes there are always good. And I just feel more like, I guess, kind of like at home, I guess, because, you know, it is a Korean, you know, like bar lounge at the end of the yeah. day. So I'm like, yeah feel more connected nice. I guess. <clears throat> okay so i always ask my guests at the end of our time together if you have um, any advice for somebody that's listening is like oh i definitely want to dj one day do you have any advice for them or just like any life advice at all um yes i mean i don't really think i should say i have the audacity to give anybody advice just because you know i'm not like better than anybody else but from my experience um with uh the whole djing you know thing that i'm doing <clears throat> so i'm gonna drink water really quick yeah no you're good <laughs> um i think <clears throat> if you have not even if you have passion for something if you want to try something out to see if you have passion for it to see if you like it or not i think you should always take that chance mm. um because one, if you don't, then you might regret it or think what if. And then two, if you come back to it later on when you're older, then you might have other excuses like, oh man, I should have started this when I was earlier because now I'll have to worry about like, you know, my financial responsibilities and this mm. or that. So, you know, when you're young, I feel like you should just uh, try everything out. And, um, you know, if you do end up liking something or having a passion for something or realizing that you, you know, have a lot of interest and passion for something, then you should definitely stick it out, whether it be a hobby or like something that you want to do as a career, because, you know, at the end of the day, like our lives are really short. Um, and I think you, you probably feel that as you get older, time gets, you know, moves a lot faster. And like a lot of things that I, that go through my head is like, I mean, I wish I tried this when I was younger, but then I didn't just because I was like, either too lazy or I was like, oh, I'll just get to it later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, always try everything that you want to do. And if you like something, then stick to it because if it becomes your career, then, you know, you don't want to be one of those people that say like, I hate my job, you know? Yeah. So yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I appreciate you saying that because I think <clears throat> a lot, I mean, a, a lot of people come on actually the podcast and say similar things mm -hmm. because I think, um, I don't know if it's particular to our culture, but I do think there is like a lack of permission to like try and experience new things. Um, we just stick to what we know because that that's worked for us in the past mm -hmm. and we want stability and we don't want to mess up. But even myself, I tell myself all the time um, as a perfectionist, like I need to let go even when it comes to raising our own children. Like, you know, I see tendencies of my own children that they get get from me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, like, it's okay. You know, <laughs> we don't have to do it like that. We can make we can make mistakes and it's fine, right. but it's hard. It's hard. But so anyways, I appreciate you saying that. Um, and, you know, I 
I hope you don't mind me kind of reiterating the fact that you found DJing much later in life. Like it wasn't right after high school, even in college, but it was later. And the fact that you were able to find it and just hone in and go all in, uh, man, I have so much respect, truly. Like so amazing. Thank you. I'm I'm actually surprised myself. Like people always ask me, like, dude, you're gonna you, you're like the oldest, uh, almost the oldest like DJ that I know, but you're still doing it. So like much respect. So you yeah. know, any, anything is possible. Guys. You're the oldest <laughs> DJ. No, no. I mean, like amongst like, uh, like the newer <laughs> generation. I mean, there's a lot more older DJs in the city, but then. Um, I see. I see. Yeah. I'm gonna say you're not. We're not. We're not that old. Yeah, <laughs> we're, not, we're not too old. Sorry. So I almost exposed myself. We're not too old. But, <laughs> Uh, well, Kelvin, thank you so much again for your time. Um, I'm so grateful. Would you be okay if there's somebody that maybe had a question after listening to this episode, me connecting you with them? Yeah, of course. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm always down to answer questions. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thank, you, thank you for having me on this too. My friends were actually wondering. Um, they're like, oh, when, when's the, the podcast going to be up? So. Yeah, and then my friends that I because reta- I reposted your thing were like, <sighs> You're having Kelvin Kinetic on. I'm like, oh, you guys, man. do you know him? Because he's really cool, right? <laughs> he's really. Cool. <laughs> I was like, well, right. I went to high school. <laughs> oh no, stop! She's just gas- gassing me up now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I promise. I promise. Um, but again, thanks uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it, guys. If you have any questions for Kelvin, you heard him. He's open to chat with you, so you can DM me on social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. I'd be happy to get you guys connected until next time guys thanks thanks again kelvin peace thank you